Hey guys, Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it right now. Welcome back to Droolish. I'm your host, Joey Montano. This is episode 35 of Droolish. If you're unfamiliar with Droolish, this is a sleep and relaxation podcast catered around various subjects to my liking that I think you guys would find value mixed with my so-called soothing voice that may or may not help you fall asleep. This podcast was created uh, just simply due to the fact that every time I spoke in client meetings, people fell asleep. Not that I would say I'm a boring individual, but it tends to lean on the side of yawns whenever I speak. So I figured... Why not create a podcast around it? So hopefully you guys can potentially learn something or not. I'm not the one who's trying to teach you here. I'm just trying to give you guys some insights, thoughts, and uh, just kind of let you guys listen to the inner monologue in my brain, I guess. Um, But either way, uh, usually I do about two episodes a week. And if this is, again, if you're new to the podcast, uh, obviously I'm talking about NFL picks. Uh, for week 15, which doesn't sound like it's going to be very uh, sleepy-ish, but uh, the way I see it is if you guys uh, generally like to listen to the sound of my voice, it doesn't really matter what I talk about, but if someone does enjoy listening to NFL picks while you try to go to sleep, um, I also do mix a variety of background noises. Generally, it's white noise or rain. Um, I'm kind of limited to what I can play right now, almost uh, my new PC is coming in, so I'm I'm pretty eager on that. Uh, I know for me, um, getting a good podcast up, that's probably that, that I'm trying to get better at um, episode by episode is the goal. But I haven't felt like I've been doing that um, too recently. So um, hopefully I can improve the quality. Um, not just the sound, but the, the turnaround times and getting more video qualities and better, uh, better I guess, graphics, I should say. If you have any questions about the podcast or feedback or just would like to uh, learn more, just uh, send me an email at gmail, sorry, <laughs> at droolishpodcast at gmail.com or feel free to add me on Facebook, Twitter, or all the other fun places on social media. Uh, I don't really post so much on, too much on social media, but I am willing and trying to improve that. That's just my current setup. Uh, it's mainly just set up around for just recording and and mainly any day-to-day social media activity is just limited. But uh, but as you can tell from, if you've been around since episode one, uh, it's been a while since I've actually talked a lot uh, about the podcast specifically. Um, so I just wanted to drop that in early on here. So uh, I'll be make sure, I'll be, <laughs> I can't even speak right now. But I'll be sure to update the timestamps accordingly. And uh, yeah, so... Let's begin, I suppose. Sorry if I sound a little bit out there right now. I'm tweaking my initial recording settings. So I'm trying to do my NFL podcast recordings first in the day. I do all my, I do all of my recordings on a Wednesday. Now, not that you guys need to know, but I feel like, you know, I don't know if you guys are curious about the podcast. I'll, I'll talk about it. So, And if not, then you can obviously just skip. I have the timestamps. That said, I want to say thank you guys for listening I don't know who is downloading or listening. I still get the consistent downloads every episode, and it completely blows my mind. I'm at, like, 4,600 different downloads now. I'm looking at my metrics. 
as we speak. I'm a big numbers guy, so I tend to like look at this every other day or so. But even just this last week's episode, I have 166 downloads in a week. I was like, I mean, I still am freaking out about like 100 download, 100 downloads in a week, and I'm here I am at like 166. So uh, the growth, or at least the downloads, it's just mind blowing. I just, it just blows my mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you have any feedback or anything else, I, I, I really do appreciate any like feedback or any like comments, or if there are any things you would like me to talk about. Uh, definitely throw it my way. I'm open to a lot of ideas. Uh, right now, I'm between both the football um, football episodes and the startup episodes. And I would like to have more content, and I'm coming up with more ideas in between. Uh, it's just uh, for now, uh, I just needed to get a consistent schedule for me to uh, not just do the podcast, but for me to get uh, feel pretty excited about what I'm talking about. And this actually helps me just get up in the morning and start uh, hitting the record button. And if you guys listen to any of the older episodes, uh, you can certainly tell there were, there were days where I just felt like it was a struggle to even like talk. So it uh, definitely helps that I'm finding interesting things to talk about uh, and there are things that are interesting to me, I should say. And hopefully they're interesting to you, but not too interesting. Obviously the goal is to listen to the rain. It should be coming in. It, has, it should have came in about a minute ago. It, it, nice, it fades in nicely and uh, generally, most people in real life tend to drown out the sound of my voice, so it's a lot easier to focus on the rain. At least that's just how I theorize it. I am not, before we hop in, I am not a sports analyst. Uh, I mean, I can technically say I am, but I'm not a professional one. I do like to make some sports bets. I also like to just talk about sports and kind of like future events and kind of see if I'm right. So um, that's kind of where this uh, episode series is kind of... Uh, what's more bloomed from i guess so so let's talk week 14 results week 14 was a pretty uh interesting week i finished 10 and 6 so i mean that's pretty good it's a good bounce back from the week before from when i finished 8 and 8 i'm a little bit disappointed on some of the results but let's let's dive right in shall we so uh just to quick give you a background, I make all my picks on Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Feel free to join fans of Detroit or fans of Michigan if you wanted to see my picks. Also, in hindsight, um, you obviously don't have to do that, but in case you guys are curious, I wanted to give the information for you. And Yahoo does this thing where they talk about, they mention their favorite team first versus uh, and then their underdog in their list. Uh, compared to most other sites, I do home and away. So I wanted to just bring that to your attention. So first game was a Thursday night game last week. I picked Chicago, sorry, I picked Dallas to beat Chicago, and I think the logic I gave behind that was that uh, I, I have a big bias against Chicago for one. Um, Dallas seemed like they were going to be at least a playoff caliber team, at least a one-and-done team in the playoff that I was seeing. Uh, they did not show up. Uh, Chicago did. Trubisky seems to be warming up. Um, he's warming up against terrible teams. Dallas, I would put in mediocre, and I don't think Dallas is a great team, but but someone has to win the NFC East. And, I mean, technically, I think Chicago has a better record than Dallas now. Um, so I don't think, uh, or actually, it's not technically, it's an actuality. So um, I am still very eh about Chicago. Uh, the Chicago's never seemed to actually be a strong team. Um, even, even if I were to talk about the Bills, I mean, I crapped on the Bills all season. Um, but it was at least, it took me until like two weeks ago, probably, for me to start turning around. Um, with my kind of my opinions on Buffalo so I might be a little bit slow to the race here but Chicago is just never a team that 
that does not seem like a team that is playoff ready. That seems that Trubisky is uh, warming up, but I don't know if that's just the quality of teams that he's having and he's just getting his momentum. So uh, this next week in Week 15, I'll be very interested to see how he performs. Uh, I'm not going to be updating uh, my. I'm not going to be updating wholeheartedly my opinion of Chicago. Um, but they do win games, which, let's be honest, it, it, that's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. So um, so there's that. So I was wrong on Dallas, Chicago. I, um, I, don't think, I don't think that was a terrible pick overall. Just Dallas was flat. Um, so uh, next game, I picked Atlanta to beat Carolina. That was a pretty easy pick. Uh, Atlanta's been on a roll, and Carolina has not. And, I mean, Atlanta doubled their score. So... <laughs> Uh, that's that's saying something. Uh, the next game, this is another victory. I picked Baltimore as the favorite versus Buffalo. And Buffalo, uh, I actually uh, did did pick Buffalo as an un, as an upset pick for the um, for the money line uh, for I think a Bovada a Bovada um, battle line. Um, but for Pickham, since every pick is worth one point, and uh, I wanted to take the best chance play the probabilities. In this case, Baltimore did seem like the hotter team, the better team. Baltimore did win uh, fairly decisively, but uh, we'll give Buffalo some respect there. Uh, they tried, but it was, like I said, it was a good pick, but it wasn't like an easy one. I want to say it was an easy one. Uh, the next game, I picked Cleveland over Cincinnati. Uh, it's merely just Cincinnati being terrible in Cleveland. Um, the game was a lot closer than it should be. Uh, Baker Mayfield did throw for a couple of uh, picks. But Cleveland as a whole still did enough to win and win decisively, so um, that was a good pick there. Uh, next game, I picked the Green Bay Packers over the Washington Redskins. Uh, I, I really thought this game was going to be close, and this game was pretty close. Uh, the final score was 20-15, to 15, Green Bay's favor. Uh, yeah, this, this was like a pure percentage play. Green Bay was obviously the correct pick most of the time. I mean, 99% of the folk on Yahoo picked Green Bay. I was one of them, but I felt very wary about Washington uh, this game because it felt like it could have been a sleeper game. Maybe that was all in my head, but they still dropped 15 points and held Green Bay to 20, which my which holds my theory of Washington. Which sorry, which holds my theory of Washington actually having a stellar defense. I shouldn't say stellar, but a pretty decent defense compared to what everyone thinks of them currently. So. Uh, I definitely think their defense is underrated, so that's something to keep an eye out for in a lot of these games, especially towards the end of the season. Uh, Washington does seem to be playing pretty competitively regardless. I know some teams, uh, if you're in the playoff hunt, they either might fold or grow, uh, and then there are teams when you're out of the playoffs, they just might completely fold or at least try to play spoiler. Uh, Washington does seem to be continuing to grind a lot more. Um, so I, I do think they might actually win a couple of games. Uh, yeah, they might win one or two more games at the end of the year. Uh, depending on their schedule, so we'll circle back about. So we'll circle back around to those teams uh, when we get to the, when we get to the appropriate sections. Um, yeah. The next game I picked Minnesota over Detroit. Of course, Minnesota did not disappoint. Um, Detroit did disappoint because I really hope they would prove me wrong and win a game, but they just can't because they're atrocious. Uh, the, the team does play a lot better than the, what the record says, but they're. <laughs> they're a terrible record, and they're still a mediocre team, so that's not saying much. This next game, this was a coin flip, okay, guys? Uh, it was New Orleans versus San Francisco. I picked the underdog San Francisco in this game. Of course, they won, squeaked out, not squeaked out, but they won a thrilling game, 48-46. to 46. That was just a score fest. It was nuts. Probably game of the year. 
if you watched it. Uh, unfortunately, I was able to watch. I was not able to watch the whole game. I was only able to watch a lot of the film and highlights, and then whatever um, clips that were that were uh, released afterwards the next day. So, uh, was only able to watch like 20 minutes of actual of gameplay. So, uh, the, the game itself was really, really fun from what I've seen. So, um, yeah, this one was a coin flip of a game. So, um, didn't matter who you picked, New Orleans or San Francisco. It was a 50-50. It felt either way. I think we all knew it. Um, Yahoo did. Yahoo had 55% of the folks picking New Orleans. Uh, I'm glad I got the coin flip right there. Um, I mean, either way, that could have been a win or a loss. Um, just kind of got lucky there with that pick. But, you know, I won the coin flip. I'm pretty happy with that. I also picked the New York Jets to beat the Miami Dolphins. Again, that was a close. That was a very close one. Uh, I told you last week that uh, crap shoots, I'm rather just stick with the favorite and not think about it. And this was like a pure, I felt, this felt like it was a coin flip, especially with the way Miami's been heating up and the Jets have kind of cooled down a little bit. So uh, the game was kind of what I expected it to be. Um, just a little bit higher scoring than I thought, but glad to get, glad to win that one. Um, that wasn't a bad pick. If I lost, I wouldn't be blaming myself for that one either. Next game, I picked Tampa over Indianapolis. This game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought Tampa would either win by a lot or uh, Indy would crush. Now, it turns out this was just a ridiculous game, which I think Jameis threw for three interceptions, had five touchdowns, threw for like almost 500 yards. Um, when Tampa Bay's rolling, they steamroll big time. Uh, and it seems like they're finding, they're, they're starting to find their identities just a little bit. And I, I feel like they're embracing their their identity, I should say. Uh, yeah. And compared to Indianapolis, they seem to be hit or miss on, on a lot of these games. Uh, I know Jacoby Brissett um, is a pretty decent quarterback. In Indianapolis, um, it's, it's a pretty solid team, um, but I haven't seen enough. I haven't seen enough dominance for them to to say like, "Hey, Indianapolis should win a lot of these games." So um, I'm glad. Uh, sorry, a lot of games like compared to mid-tier teams. And Tampa, in my opinion, and, and I, they're going to stay this way for the rest of the season. It's, my mind isn't going to change depending on how they finish. But Tampa is a mid-tier team at the moment that has the ability to play like a top one team. Um, at least offensively, and also has the ability to play like a bottom, bottom one team, uh, at least offensively. So uh, they're a mixed bag, and they make for very interesting games. I'm glad I got that one right. That was more or less a coin flip too. Uh, this next game, I picked Houston over Denver. Um, this was strictly, I think I played this on the dumper. It was more of a numbers game. Uh, I liked Denver. I actually picked them for my... I don't. I think I picked them for my um, upset picks, and uh, that was not even a value pick. That was that was a close one, I believe. I mentioned it wasn't even a value pick. It, it just felt like Denver was more on equal footing uh, compared to Houston. Um, but I took Houston's kind of. Uh, I think their recent win. Yeah, I think they won against the Patriots, and then kind of rode that into this game. Uh, that was a mistake on my my end. This game should have been a lot closer. Not to say I should should have uh, picked Denver. But uh, I should have given Denver a little bit more benefit of the doubt outside of that. But either way, it was a wrong pick. Um, it was a way, it was a way, way wrong, way wrong pick. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame myself for that one. However, this pick, this is this one's on me, completely on me. I picked the Jacksonville Jaguars um, as the underdog against the Chargers, and we saw the Chargers get shell, like just shellac the the, the Jaguars, 45-10. This is a bad pick in my end. I 
thought Minshew would actually give more points. I thought the team would actually perform a little bit better with the change in the quarterback. Uh, that was not the case. So Chargers just laid waste. So it was pretty brutal. Uh, I hopped back on track, though. I picked Tennessee over Oakland. Tennessee was the favorite in this game. They doubled their score. Uh, Tannehill was on fire, and I think Tannehill is going to keep being on fire as long as he continues to, one, play at a top level, two, not run into top five defenses, because um, I feel like he's on a roll. And he's, he, he feels it feels like he's having like a Kirk Cousins type of uh, year when he, in his last, or sorry, sorry in, in his, uh, you like that year in Washington, where he lit up like the second half of the season, went on fire and took Washington to the playoffs. Tennessee kind of feels like the same boat. Uh, hopefully Tannehill in Tennessee, um, they should be able to get that playoff spot if they continue to play well, and uh, hopefully they, they won't be one and done. And then the next games I have, I think these are the afternoon games I see. Uh, just a few more guys. Um, these are these next three are losses. I picked New England over Kansas City. I really didn't like the feeling of New England, but I stuck with the philosophy, uh, just stick with New England and don't think about it. And that's on me. That was a bad pick. Um, I, that's me kind of just not believing the hype of Patriots being bad. I mean, they're not bad, but um, not being as good as we thought they were. And I didn't want to listen to that, and Kansas City's kind of back up back on the up and up again they seem to be hitting their their late season stride so um that was a wrong pick on me it wasn't a terrible one but let's be honest it was pretty bad so um again that's like the second terrible pick on me this week i'm sorry guys uh the next game i picked arizona over pittsburgh i'm not gonna fret about this game pittsburgh did win um, arizona did keep it competitive but uh i think it was just more of my bias for making arizona wanting like i want arizona to win I, maybe i just want them to win too much but i think it's time for me to say like their their season's done they don't, i think they're kind of just um i think they're playing well like enough that the record doesn't indicate like how they're playing but i think they i think they read the writing on the wall like it's the season's done maybe they should probably save some save some health you know like the, the players be healthy towards the end of the games i don't know I could, I could, I'm completely talking off the cuff, so I, mean, I might not even know what I'm talking about. But, um, but Pittsburgh did win, so that I mean that was kind of a, uh, I give myself I knocked that as like a bad pick for me. Then I picked Seattle over the Rams. Uh, I really thought Seattle was going to win this, but kind of how I'm, I'm looking at a lot of these games, it seems like Seattle just used up all of their energy, all of their juice to win their eight straight. And I think something had to give against the Rams. Uh, Rams or seemed to be uh, kind of warming back up again with their offense. They're probably changing a lot of plays or different schemes. So uh, it was more so, I think, Seattle was just losing a lot of energy and, and Rams are starting to hit their late season form, which again, looks like Kansas City is a pretty scary thing. So I'm pretty sure Seattle is going to be very angry and I think that loss probably humbled them a lot more. Um, probably got that monkey off their back to where like they don't have to feel like they can run into like a, like, I don't know. I feel like if you had to lose, this was like the worst, or sorry, the best week to lose. Um, because the last three weeks are going to be pretty much building uh, momentum into the playoffs. So um, I don't mind Seattle losing there. Uh, I feel like this is the kind of week where more like teams that's feel, that felt like they were kind of peaking um, might be hitting that downturn, or at least for a week or so. So like New England, again, was, was a team like that. Seattle was another team. Uh, I feel like Tennessee might be a team like that, that, that if they keep winning, they might feel like they're going to stall. So for them, it might be a timing thing too. I don't know. Uh, I don't think there's any other teams that are that feel like the same way um, at the moment. So, and then the last game, 
They picked Philadelphia over the Jet or the Giants, and that was a game. Giants probably should have won that, but Philadelphia came back to win. So um, that's pretty much the week, guys. Uh, yeah, finished ten and six. The ten and six record gives me a one hundred and nineteen and eighty-eight score for the season. I'm in the seventy-five percentile uh, for fantasy sports, so I'm not doing too hot. Uh, I feel like if I just picked the favorites every single week, I would do, I'd be doing a lot better. But like, what's the point of doing the favorites every week? And then what's the point of doing the analysis if there's just blind picks? It kind of just defeats the purpose. So, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's the week. 14 NFL picks and uh, before we hop into the week 15 NFL picks I love to talk about anti-power rankings if you're unfamiliar with anti-power rankings anti-power rankings are similar to the standard power rankings you see on ESPN CNN NFL.com you know any 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 smoke can uh, do a power ranking for me I like to talk about the worst teams of the NFL or at least give them a little bit more uh, face time talk about what's going on with the kind of going on with the team their trends um, how they've been playing recently overall and the overall strength of the team compared to the rest of the nfl as i see it again i am not a professional sports analyst i do have a lot of biases against especially nfc north teams because uh, i'm big i'm a big lions fan but in the same vein i do want to keep track and rank these results because i because i do believe that they do hold some weight when it comes to making uh, the next week picks. So uh, when I talk about anti-power rankings, it's going to be 15, well, week 15 power rankings, anti-power rankings that will eventually help me make my picks for week 15. That being said, let's begin. Now, I go in order of 1 through 15. Generally, I focus on the top 10. I give them a little bit more face time, and I want to make this clear, guys. Okay, now I have these sectioned off. I have tiers, I should say. I have four different tiers, and each tier is representative of, of a cluster of teams that fit within a, a rank. And and it's one thing to say rank one and rank two are, are you know, like rank two can beat rank one because technically a lower rank means a stronger team, but uh, that doesn't mean it's plausible that, say, the worst team in the NFL can win. Uh, against other teams, but it, it just helps me gauge a overall level of skill or, or kind of frame gives a framework on uh, where these teams belong, respective to the rank, and along with their uh, similar ranks, I guess. So ranks one through four in this case are I, I put them in red, which means they're just trash. They're trash tier. Um, they're not going anywhere for the season. I don't see any way for them to get momentum, uh, and. I mean, they're pretty much just having their their eyes set on the next year, at least uh, the way I see it. Plus, they're trash. So, uh, so number one in the anti-power rankings, which is a, a great team to aspire to if you wanted to achieve these ranks. They've held the numbers one spot since Miami lost, or sorry, since, since Miami got their first win uh, several weeks back, and they are the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals last week almost pulled out a victory, if if I can recall. Uh, against Cleveland. By almost, I mean they kept it competitive. Uh, the Cleveland is not. Cleveland Browns aren't a particularly strong team. They're not a particularly weak team. But this um, was a divisional matchup against the Browns that Cincinnati could have won. Andy Dalton did throw over 262 yards that game. And it seemed to be that 
Uh, the overall game itself, uh, he, actually, Andy Dalton did not throw for a touchdown. I should mention that. Um, he did throw for an interception. However, the rushing game um, did seem to come out of the woodwork last game with uh, Mixon. And overall, um, as the team is, I mean, I mean, they're 1-12. Okay, They are highly focused on getting the number one pick of the NFL. Uh, they waited until I think they were two games ahead in, being, in having the worst record, or I should say behind, before putting Annie Dalton back in. Bengals are 0-7 away. So, I mean, this team is clearly not playoff ready. That doesn't seem like that. I don't think they even had a lead. They had a lead early on in, in the game. Um, yeah, they were up 13-7. And they kind of just flatlined after the second uh, after the second quarter. So, it doesn't seem like the team can actually pull all four quarters together. Uh, I don't know if it's... Uh, it's got to be the coaching. I don't know. Um, but, overall... Uh, I, I mean, I really do like rooting for the Bengals. Um, I mean, they're kind of like how I felt like about the Browns when they were really terrible. But I don't think the Bengals are a poorly run organization, from what I can tell. At least I don't think they do things that make me hate them. I do like Andy Dalton. He does seem like to, he does seem to be a decent quarterback overall. Uh, I, I think what he needs is probably a change of scenery. I don't know if a. I mean, depending on how Trish Trubisky plays out, but like it seems like a Chicago could be something. Um, I don't know any other, any other teams really at the moment that I'm thinking of that need a quarterback off the top of my head. But uh, I don't think Andy Dalton is, I think he's probably like mid-average tier right now as a quarterback, starting quarterback in the league. And I, I, I just watch some of these games and I still can't put my finger on why Cincinnati just can't put it together. I think it's just talent-wise, they're just not there. I think they're like one or two tiers below the NFL at the moment. Uh, so there you have it. Number one is the Cincinnati Bengals. The number two anti-power ranking team. They have stayed um, since last week as well, and that is the New York Giants. The New York Giants, uh, when they put Daniel Jones in, did win a couple games earlier in the season, but ever since then, I think they have not won since. Uh, the offense did seem to have some spark last or last Monday against the Eagles, but as usual, uh, they ended up uh, giving up the lead, ended up going to overtime, and losing there. So it was a very winnable game that the Giants had, uh, could have done. And I think uh, last week, too, you know, this is Eli's first week back. So Eli did lose um, for the first time in several weeks, ever since he was benched. And because of that, he now has a career losing record. I think I found an uh, article on Reddit that mentioned that he now has like one game below 500 because of that loss. I don't know if Eli's going to be starting the rest of the season. Um, it may or may not be the case. I mean, it might make sense if Eli's going to retire. I mean, the season's lost, and for the rookie quarterback to just learn under Eli, it's still plausible. Um, you can also give Daniel Jones that experience, but from, but from the way he's been playing and the way the team's been playing um, recently, last few weeks, um, just might be safer just to let Eli get his, get his, get his I don't know, frozen, I guess. Um, do like the Eli, Eli comeback tour or Eli farewell tour. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. I don't have too much to mention about the Giants. I mean, they haven't really moved too much recently. So, uh, And then uh, moving down to number three, still in the trash tier, guys, uh, is the Detroit Lions. And this team, this pains me that they're here. It always pains me that Detroit's here. And... I mean, I watched, I watched most of the game last week. I got to tear it off. It's tough watching the, the Lions play. It's tough. 
like the 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 three and outs, the the stalled drives that end up like at the 30 yard line for a field goal. Uh, we do get the occasional bomb, but like without Stafford in, it's our offense is like anemic. It just doesn't, you know, it, it's like frozen molasses. It doesn't do much. Um, maybe sometimes we heat up and get in like a play in or two, but our defense has not really improved throughout the season. Now, our injuries are just adding up. Uh, the only thing I think the only consistent player we've had is like Kenny Galladay, and he's been a beast. And I love Kenny Galladay. Like hopefully he stays for Detroit for years to come. Uh, you know Darius Slay is also pretty good too, but it's but it seems like he's going to be out the door next next year. Uh, I don't know who's doing the defensive scheming or who's in charge of that. You know Patricia's supposed to be a defensive-minded coach, but he has all of his duties hired to um, I forgot his name. The defensive dude is it? Um, I forget. Then I uh, you know I I don't have much faith in this team. I mean I will have a lot of faith next season because everything's reset, but. I I'm still not I'm still not too high in Detroit um, at the moment. Uh, I wish I could say a lot of good things, but this is this this is a team that um, I've just seen keep going down week after week, and it's just beaten me. I've never felt so defeated watching this team. Oh man, I'm very sad with um, with it with them. Number four, I have the Washington Redskins. Uh, I'm not going to lie, uh, this is the only team that I don't, have not really watched this last week. All I know is that they lost. They lost to the Packers. Um, and I know it was a close game, and I mentioned earlier it was going to be a close game. And I, I'm only looking at the numbers in the quarters here. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers threw for 195 yards, 18 for 28, and Aaron Jones ran for 134 yards. So didn't seem like it was even a complete game for the Packers when they played at home. Uh, the Skins they actually have more wins away than they do at home. But uh, I think it's uh, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he's just getting his reps in. I think this is like a, that was his third or fourth week playing. Andrew, Adrian Peterson, he got a good workload of carries, 20 carries for 76 yards. And this whole game, you know, even when Washington was down, let's see, 19 to 17. 19 to 17. At the Green Bay four, okay, so first and ten, yeah, fifteen to twenty. With forty seconds left, it was a kneel. Okay, so yeah, this game wasn't as close as I thought it was going to be. Now it looks like they had a late touchdown, and then they um, did the onside kick a field. So uh, yeah, I don't really see how uh, Washington is going to be in the season. Uh, they actually, like, I don't know. I haven't watched Haskins play too much. I mean, he's, I'm assuming he's a rookie quarterback. And they're finally giving him play time. So it's hard for me to evaluate the team. I mean, the team as a whole, the defense, I have to keep admitting, like, the defense is in, has been stout. Like, the last several games that the defense has played for the skins, here's, here, are the, here are the points that they've given up. They've given up 16 against the Lions, in which they won. They've given up 21, which is, I feel like, um, yeah, they've given up to the Panthers. Um, they gave gave up 20 for the Packers, and again, these scores are you know if you have a if you have an offense, you can win these games. The Jacksonville, sorry, the Jets lost 30. They gave up 34 points. You know that happens. I think the Bills had a defensive touchdown. They lost 24-19, and then they given up 19 against the Packers, nine against the 49ers, 17 oh, sorry 16 against the Dolphins. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six of the last seven weeks. 
They've, I believe they've held their defensive opponents to at most like 21 points. They have allowed 21 points on defense. Like that's absurd. Uh, well, and that's that's not absurdly bad or good. It's just you know if you're a team that actually has a decent defense, uh, scoring 21 points, especially in like the this new 2019 football like you know offensive happy league, uh, is doable to win, in my opinion. Especially some of these games when you're just allowing 19, 16, 15 points. So, um, Skins defense, I am liking a lot. I know they had a lot of they, they had a lot of troubles early in the season uh, for the first five weeks, but ever since week six, they've been turning. They've been turning a corner with the defense, and I hopefully uh, more people can realize that, especially with the teams that they've been facing. So, uh, yeah. Um, that being said, I know I'm talking a little bit good about Washington, but overall they're still a 3 and I think 12 team right now, so they're not in the greatest shape. They're 3 and 11. One of those I gotta pull them up. They are 3, oh, three, three and 10. Maybe I'm just predicting what they're gonna be in the next couple games, but uh, yeah, the skins are 3 and 10 and I except depending on their schedule I do kind of see them winning, but uh, yeah the, the team as a whole is still not great um, the defense, I am still going to give them, like, decent marks for. So, uh, number five. So, number five through number nine, these teams, uh, I put them in, like, the peach color, which means they're not atrocious. But you, you can expect a win from, you can expect to win these from these guys at any point. Uh, I would put them, like, quite below average now, um, how they're playing. Uh, yeah, as a team. So, number five, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They moved up three spots uh, this week, so uh, why do I have everything backwards? Yeah, so they moved up three spots uh, this week, and I can't say I'm surprised. Uh, I really hope Minshew would kind of like bolster the offense a little bit, but their offense has just been uh, dreadful the last several weeks. The defense seems to have, I can't say I've given up, but the team is certainly playing uninspired. Uh, they are out of the playoff race from what I, from what I remember, and uh, yeah, I think the season is lost. I mean, they got shellacked 45 to 10. They are, yeah. Uh, I guess they're technically, I don't want to say they're technically alive in the AFC South. Um, I mean, I think they might be, but overall, um, their playoff chances are virtually gone. And, yeah, they, I mean, they've lost five straight, 26-3, 33-13. Like, the most they've scored has been 20 points. So the offense can't even reach the 20 mark realistically and I I just don't see where this team's going like they they tend to win a couple games in a row and then they just crap the bed so uh, I I can't explain why this team has not been performing as well maybe it's a lot to do with the defense the defense is not as good as it was last year it seemed like this was gonna be a Super Bowl contending team coming into the season but that is not the case I'm uh, sorry, Jacksonville, but you, uh, yeah, you moved up three spots, but uh, it's not—it's not a good look. It is not a good look. Number six, the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. I love the Dolphins. Uh, at least this season, I hated them. I love them. They're all over the place. And let's see. I'm going to look at how they've been playing recently because they lost a close one. They lost. Uh, Super close win against the Jets, uh, 21-22, and yeah, I mean the Jets won on a time-expiring time field goal. 
And, you know, when the, <laughs> they took the lead with a minute, 33 seconds left to lead 21-19, but then their defense just gave out at the end. Uh, it, yeah, it's brutal. But, uh, you know, Miami and the Jets, I mean, these are bottom, bottom tier teams at the moment. And Jets do have five wins, and I'll get to them in a moment. But, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of kind of sad. I mean, that Delvins just try their hearts. They, like, they really try. But here's an interesting stat for you guys, just talking about last game, uh, more specifically. Fitzpatrick, he threw for 245 yards, got an interception. That's, you know, it's whatever. But he led the team in rushing yards for seven carries and 65 yards. Now that is something. That's something to me. I mean, Fitzpatrick really isn't known to be that kind of player. I mean, he's, I mean he is a complete, like, he'll go all out. He's always 100% on the field. He's all heart, and I love it. Um, although he's also really smart, too. So, he, you know, he's, he's a mixed bag, I should say. But I, um, I don't know. I, I feel pretty warm about the Dolphins, at least right now. I know I think a lot of people are complaining about the coaching. Um, but, you know, the, I mean, the team, unlike the Skins, where, they, where I said they feel like they're about one to two tiers back of the league, I really feel that the Dolphins, at least for now, uh, outside of trying to find like a long-term QB, I feel like they're about one tier back um, from the rest of the league. And yeah, I, I mean that's all I have. I, I I don't watch too much on the Dolphins right now. Uh, normally, uh, normally at this point, I would love to dive deeper, but uh, but yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I started this anti-power ranking thing. It felt really fun, and I still love this section too. It felt super fun just to figure out who's terrible and talk a lot about the positives positives of each team. As uh, early in the season, because there was so much hope, there was so much possibility, you know, there's so much uh, opportunity for these teams. But now, since the playoffs, um, the playoff picture is getting closer. A lot of these teams are playing more uninspired. It's harder to get a gauge on like what these teams are doing and it's hard to actually it's harder for me to actually talk more about some of these teams that uh that seem to be going nowhere um despite them winning or losing close games so speaking of winning and losing close games we're going to talk about the number seven team which is the <laughs> new york jets the jets went from uh number four and they moved down three spots to number seven so Again, last week I had the Jets at four. Last week I had Miami at seven, and now they're both six and seven. Miami, yeah, so Miami's six and the Jets are seven. Again, these two teams, it's no coincidence that I put the Jets above Miami. Um, for one, uh, I, I try to correlate wins with teams as long as they're kind of in the same um, arena uh, or kind of around the same tiers. So, uh, yeah, I think Miami and Jets were kind of one tier off, and now it makes more sense to kind of place officially the Jets over Miami. Uh, especially one spot because they're both pretty bottom tier teams. They both have won some games, and I know I think this is a divisional matchup. The Jets did win by one point at the very end. Wins a win, and yeah, and that's why I placed the Jets uh, number seven. They moved down three spots. It's hard for me to place a lot of these bottom feeder teams uh, specifically, and that's why I do the tiers specifically. Um, but uh, the Jets with Sam Darnold, I don't, is he even playing anymore? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he did throw for 270 yards, uh, two touchdowns, one interception. Talking about the same game as before, uh, I think these divisional matchups, it, it's hard for me to give too much insight on these games because normally anything goes. 
I felt like these two teams were on the same tier or near the same tiers to begin with. Uh, the Jets did manage to use their home field advantage and managed to scrounge up a victory um, at the last second. So uh, the team is 5-8 and eight overall, and I know for a 5-8 and eight team, they are ranked pretty low. Um, but the teams that they've won against, they've... They've won against the Cowboys in Week 5. Uh, that was that was the first win. Okay. Then they continue to lose. They did win three straight against one, the Giants. Okay. The Giants are pretty low ranked. Two, the Redskins. Again, another pretty low ranked team. Uh, and then the Raiders. So they won against a kind of a mid-tier Raiders team. Uh, they shellacked them, honestly. And then they lost to the Bengals. Another bottom-tier team, like the worst team. And they went against the Dolphins. So a lot of their wins and losses have just been... Uh, I mean, they lost to the Dolphins, for one. Uh, and like a bad, bad Dolphins team back then. And they scrounged out a victory against the Dolphins this time. So uh, even with the ebb and flows of the season, uh, the five wins the Jets have just seem to be... So it just seemed like you're just throwing darts on like a, like on a dartboard, I guess. Uh, some like I know they had the three-game win streak, but I think this is just happened to be a random. These are just random wins that just happen to appear <laughs> on a schedule. Um, the way I see it, I don't think the Jets are completely atrocious. I just I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble trying to figure out um, where this team wants to go. Uh, I know they are five and eight. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, I heard earlier this morning that, that he is looking to be traded, or at least the Jets are willing to trade him. Uh, considering, and I read this too, so this is not my specific insight, but considering that the coach and the team wants to be more pass-happy, they spent a lot of money giving Le'Veon Bell um, to be on the team, which he's not being fully utilized. Seems kind of weird, uh, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, and, uh, yeah. Moving down to number eight. I have the Arizona Cardinals. They moved up two spots from the previous week. I hate categorizing them into the sub-average or sub-below whatever tier I have. Uh, the Cardinals have not been able to string any wins. They, I think they're on a pretty massive losing streak. Uh, and I'm always giving them the benefit of the doubt because their offense has usually been so dynamic and they were always so close in a lot of games. Uh, just like last week, I believe they were pretty, pretty close. Uh, I mean, my only hope is that this team is able to get more pieces together next season. Uh, if I'm looking ahead at, at their schedule right now, I would probably guess like the amount of potential wins that they have that they can scrounge up would be... I'm pulling it right now, so let's just give me one second. All right, here it is. So the remaining schedule, they're facing the Browns, Seahawks, and Rams. The Browns are probably a winnable... That's a winnable game for both teams. Uh, they're both evenly matched the way I see it. Browns should have an advantage, but... Uh, yeah, the Cardinals offense might be a like that's winnable for the for the Cardinals. I guess the Seahawks, I with shenanigans that they can possibly win that. Yeah, the last two games are Seahawks and Rams. They could probably get out of this with maybe two wins. I'm being optimistic, um, but I do expect them to win at least one. Um, they are playing. Oh man, it seems like they're playing very close, except for that Rams game. So uh, even with the Seahawks, they lost 27-10. Yeah. Um, this team probably seems to be about. They, I feel like they're playing about a like seven and nine, eight, eight and eight type. That's that's the kind of feel I get for that for the Cardinals right now. Um, but we'll see after this next week. I might be a little bit behind because um, it seems like they are not gaining much momentum. But I feel like they are really eager to win, and I think this is the game. I, I honestly might even go against the Browns when I do my picks now. I think think more about it. 
Um, they are itching for a win. Like, they, it's a team that doesn't really give up either, so uh, they could be trouble, at least for one or two of these teams at the end of the season. So if we talk about teams that could be spoilers, I think Arizona's the perfect spoiler team. I think that's the role that they would embrace. Uh, just my two cents, though. Number nine. Uh, moving up five spots, which, you know, I kind of neglected them most of the season. Um, probably should have put them on my radar a lot sooner. And that is the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers, I think, have lost so many in a row after starting out so hot. Uh, let me see. I, I know uh, was it Christian McCaffrey. He was, like, leading the league, leading to discussion, and he's kind of just faded into oblivion with, with this recent five-game losing streak. Uh, they are not just losing. They are losing hard. And they're facing the Seahawks, Colts, and Saints. Uh, they might pull out one win for the rest, but uh, just like the previous team I talked about, like the Cardinals, I think they're not really going to get anywhere too much. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm sorry, uh, Carolina Panthers. I haven't paid attention to you too much. Um, you probably should have been in the anti-power rankings a lot sooner. Um, that's on me. Uh, and finishing off the top ten, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers were six last week, and they moved down four spots. Uh, pulling out a 40-point you know, victory against the team that... I actually thought it would compete a lot more. Uh, you know, it's pretty impressive in my book. And uh, this might be the, you know, the boost the Chargers need to actually finish the, finish out the season strong. Uh, I don't believe they're actually in the playoff hunt anymore. I'm pretty sure they are eliminated. I want to double-check this one, though. Los Angeles Chargers. And I swear, like, every time I go on... Yeah, they're facing the Vikings. Every time I go on uh, ESPN, the schedule is always backwards. But... I think the Chargers are, I think they're out of the playoff race officially. Maybe not. Maybe they're like mathematically not eliminated, but they're coming up against the Vikings. Oof. Um, and then the Raiders and Chiefs. I think the Raiders and Chiefs is probably a doable win for them, except the Vikings. I, I don't say the Vikings uh, mainly because I think the Vikings actually have a pretty stellar defense on top of their offense. But overall, the thing with the Chargers is that I feel like they have the pieces uh, of a good team, but it's just not all cohesive, and it hasn't ever seemed to be cohesive. I know uh, Joe, not Joe Blacko, <laughs> Drew Brees uh, does get a lot of heat, but kind of like with how his demeanor is, and he's not really, uh, I mean, he's kind of known as just being a dick regardless, so uh, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe in this new age of people not, not treating each other like, you know, garbage um, actually helps people play better. Uh, what's it called? It's, um, well, yeah, Positive reinforcement. Yeah. I think that's probably what's uh, the key to a lot of the success in most of these teams these days. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a coach. <laughs> so there you have it. Your top ten. Cincinnati, the Giants, Detroit, the Skins, uh, the Jaguars, the Jets. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The Dolphins, then the Jets, then the Cardinals, then the Panthers, then the Chargers. Now, I'm going to go through uh, 11 through 16, and I should mention teams 10 through 12 are teams that are probably decent or that are that could be playoff worthy, uh, whether or not their record uh, indicates it. So, um, yeah, Chargers, yeah, I mentioned them. And then number 11, I have Philadelphia. Um, they, they moved down. Or sorry, they moved up two spots. No, no, no. They moved down two spots, sorry. They moved down two spots. And... Uh, the Eagles did win against a very lowly Giants team. Uh, it was kind of a come from behind victory, and 
I don't know, the team doesn't seem to be playoff ready. It doesn't seem like they're really eager to actually want to win half these games. Uh, considering their position in the, in, in the NFC East, it's just more so between them and Dallas, and it just seems like they're kind of waiting to face each other and then go from there. So uh, there's not much I can say about the team. The team is, cl is clearly capable. They have the talent there. It's just it's not being put together, and they've just been disappointed all season, and I don't think Carson Wentz has been uh, playing super phenomenally either. Number 12 is also uh, a team in the NFC East, and that's Dallas. Uh, both Dallas and Philadelphia. I think Dallas just wins against Philadelphia in a squeaker, straight up. That's why I have them next to each other. Um, Dallas has not been ranked, I don't think, all season. And I, again, that was kind of, I was kind of neglect, neglectful on that end, so I'm kind of correcting that right now. Both Dallas and Philadelphia, I feel like, are mediocre teams, uh, especially against the teams that I have ranked higher that are probably out of the playoff hunt. But, uh, but considering that these are like the top two teams in the playoff race, um, for their division for now, it's, uh, one, is kind of sad, but two, uh, it, you know, it's kind of indicative of, of, the, of the strength of where, they, where, where I believe the teams are at relative to the, the rest of the NFL. So, uh, the Dallas, um, Dak Prescott, the Dallas just seems to be a streaky team. That's what it boils down to. Uh, you know, the coaching doesn't seem to be there. I think Jason Garrett is in his 10 years. People want his head. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to keep going on about Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I do like to watch the Cowboys if they're entertaining. Same with the Eagles. Uh, but Dallas is not really a... I'm not a big Dallas guy. So, uh, it is... That is what it is. Um, and it, I don't know. It's hard for me to explain both Philadelphia and Dallas without that, without me... Like, if I mention one, I have to mention the other. So, they're both 11 and 12. I think they're correctly ranked. I think... I mean, because they're in the weakest division of the NFL. I can't just not... I can't default place them at the top half. And I don't think they even have winning records. I think Philadelphia does. I don't know. But, uh, again, these teams are kind of just all over the place. So, um, that's it. Um, going through teams 13 through 16, uh, I have them marked yellow. So that is, um, I put this, I used to have green, but I got rid of it because there's not any good teams anymore. So the green teams, uh, sorry, the yellow teams are teams that I would put under mediocre for now. They either play mediocre or their whole body of work has gotten to them to a mediocre status. So number 13, I have them down from spot, is uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And you might say, oh, the 4 or 9 Falcons are ranked lower than uh, Dallas, you know, or versus Philadelphia. And I say, yeah, I think Atlanta right now, they're a very strong team. They uh, have the offensive capability. It's just, I, I, have the, I have the sense of they're kind of like turning into the Tampa Bay. They're <laughs> turning into the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks, where they just show up randomly for a week and then they'll just go ham against any team in the NFL, or they'll just, you know, vanish and go away to the abyss. And it's, it, I would be hard-pressed for me to say that Atlanta loses. I mean, Atlanta could lose to all, all the teams above it in the NFL power rankings, but I feel like a majority of the time Atlanta wins against the Dallas, against the Chargers, against Carolina. I think they win against Arizona. They, I think they win despite their record. So, uh, that's the biggest reason why I have that them placed there. Uh, let's see here. I used to have Denver, too. Where'd the Denver Broncos go? I think they vanished. Yeah, a lot of these teams, there are probably a good, like, 18 teams that I don't think are actually good. 18 to 20 teams. So uh, this list is feels pretty short to me, even though I have only have 16. So uh, number 14, I have the Oakland Raiders. They moved up two spots. Um, as in, they're starting to perform worse. Uh, I'm have my 
heart set on Gruden actually um, coaching them through into the playoffs. Uh, seems less and less likely every week. Uh, they were on a roll, and then I think they hit their midseason slump. I think a lot of teams are adjusting with, uh, with Derek Carr and kind of the team in general. Um, so, uh, yeah. Number 15, I have the Chicago Bears. Uh, they moved down four spots, and I have to I have to give credit where credit is due. Uh, they still win their games. I, I don't think they play amazingly. Um, they are on a little bit of a roll, and I have to give them credit there. Um, they are facing bottom feeder teams, uh, with the exception of Dallas, who's just a mediocre team. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, you can't, you know, Dallas is a good team, and they're top 10 defense. I'm like, okay. So has Dallas been playing like a top 10 defense in the last three or four weeks? I mean, it doesn't matter what you are going into the season. It's probably the last four or five weeks versus common opponents that make a lot more sense. And Dallas has just seemed to be struggling a lot. Uh, and yeah, the Dallas' team seems to be struggling a lot. Chicago seems to be just doing enough to get wins against bad teams. And I feel like they're kind of floating around. Like, I don't want to sound completely like biased against them, but I know I am. But uh, like the Jets are have like a 5-8 and eight record. And they're number seven. Okay, so they're pretty low. Uh, I think Chicago has a winning record. I think they're seven and six, and have them in the bottom half of the of the league. I, I don't think that's unfair. Uh, you know, I know they're kind of hovering around ish in the playoff race, but I I don't know. I mean, I kind of hope that, but uh, like I don't want Trubisky to to be homeless. But like I, I do, I don't think he's as great as what people think they want him out to be, and I think people have forgotten that over the last three weeks is that he literally was terrible. Like he was benched. He, like we saw him for the first ten weeks, and he goes from complete trash to low average, and then he had a okay game against the team, you know, some teams. So until he faces a real team, and Dallas is not a real team. I mean, everyone that knows like a team that has potential to make it to like a championship game, uh, then it's hard for me to get get a gauge. And that's why I, that's the biggest reason why I respect the Bills a lot more than before. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm an old school. <laughs> I don't know if that's old school, but like maybe, maybe I'm a sucker for that logic, but you know, that, that's me. Uh, number 16, I usually include 16 just to keep a barometer on it. And that's Cleveland Browns. No real analysis. They weren't even ranked prior, but um, they're on my, they're on my radar though, because um, they really should be trying. They're in the playoff hunt. Um, they're kind of an anomaly, kind of like Tampa. They just happen to have a slightly better record and a better uh, playoff playoff road ahead. Or even they even have a road, I should say. So you have it. Uh, uh, Anti-power rankings. Moving on to week 15 of the NFL. So week 15 of the NFL. I'm going to quick go through my list here. I feel like I'm so behind today. I don't know why, but I'm going to... Uh, here right now, I already made my picks before I started the podcast, and uh, I'm just going to go with you the ones I picked and give you the logic and kind of like maybe my confidence level in each one. I might change some of these um, while I speak, but we'll worry about that once we get there. So the first game of the week is tomorrow night, Thursday, and that's going to be Baltimore against the Jets. 99% of Yahoo is picking Baltimore, and so am I. Um, this could be a trap game, but I'm not going to fool myself. Uh, I know it's Thursday one, but if you're a playoff team and you're ready to win, uh, Baltimore could get a fluke loss, and they, they might be better off getting that out of the way. But I feel like they're they're going to steamroll like literally 90% of the time. So uh, yeah, that's that's my pick. And I wonder what the odds are in this one. Plus 15. Ugh, that's dirty. Um, 
Next game, I have New England um, beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, New England, this is a this game's gonna be crushing. I mean, New England lost, but like against a team that's clearly the worst in the NFL. Uh, this should be a barometer of where New England does stand against bad teams. Um, if New England loses, then I would have serious cause for concern. But I think New England wins this also like 90% of the time. Tampa against Detroit. This is what I. This is a, a, a very weird one because it's exactly how I would pick, how I would imagine it, how Yahoo picked it, and how I see it in my head. So Yahoo is picking Tampa 60% and Detroit 40%. And I think this is a 60-40, like literally a 60-40 uh, game here. Detroit can win randomly. De Tampa has no defense. Tampa has the ability to give away games. Tampa also has the ability to come back into any game and show, and like wreck any team. So. I'm playing the odds here. I think Tampa has a good edge. I do think Tampa wins this 60% of the time, which is the same as, uh, as what Yahoo's picking right now. The next game, I have Green Bay Packers against Chicago Bears. Um, Green Bay's winning this. Uh, this is, I think, where Chicago loses. Like, they are facing a real team. I don't think Chicago gets past this. Um, the next game, I'm feeling a little bit iffy. Um, I have Tennessee over Houston. Houston is a... Very, uh, they're an inconsistent team, but they, they, how should I explain this? They're they're a team that is not, they're not a momentum type team. Okay, so Houston just has so many like random wins against good teams. They they win more frequently than they lose. They tend to be explosive more frequently than they're not. Um, but some games they just don't have it together, and it doesn't seem to be a consistent week over week basis. Um, but I feel like this is a game where Houston will come out super strong because um, they haven't really been last week, and they, I think they're having the hangover against the, the Pats win, and I think they're going to get their focus back this game. However, the Tennessee Titans are steamrolling. They are looking not only playoff bound, but they're looking like AFC championship worthy. Um, and so this is actually a good test for Tennessee, and I'm picking Tennessee to win this. Uh, I, and this is another one that I feel like is correct, and Yahoo has a right to. It's 55% of the picks go to Tennessee, and 45 are, have been going to Houston. I think this is a 55-45. I think this is a close one. I think Tennessee has the edge. They are the hotter team, uh, like a super hot team, and they only have a three-point advantage, which makes sense. They're both 8-5. Uh, next game, I have the underdog, Denver Broncos, beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Denver did win, I believe, last week. Uh, they came out strong, and I, I think Denver, despite them being inconsistent, uh, has the ability to win against most teams. They're not, they're, like, their their play is not in, indicative of their record. Um, but uh, I I feel like this is like a 40-60, honestly. I, I feel like, I feel like Denver wins this 40% of the time. So I'm, I, this is a, a hunch pick, okay? This is a, like, the probability says pick Kansas, but I just believe Denver is just going to, um, I think their defense is going to just do enough to get them towards the end of the game. And what Kansas City does is that they blow big games um, towards the end. Or if, it's, if it ends up being a high-scoring game, I think Denver actually might have an edge here. Because Andy Reid's like terrible clock management is going to do them in. And that's kind of how I have that scenario played out in my head. Uh, the next game, I have Miami beating the Giants. Uh, I have Miami uh, ranked higher, or sorry, ranked lower in my anti-power rankings compared to the Giants, and that's pretty much what I'm sticking to. Um, the Giants do have a 3.5 point advantage. Uh, that's, yeah, that's barely anything. I, I have Miami winning that one. Uh, Miami was the underdog there too. These next picks, I think the rest are all going to be favorites with, with one exception here. So I have the Philadelphia Eagles um, beating the Washington Redskins. 
I'm feeling this is like a 75, uh, 25, and I don't think Philadelphia is as strong as what people would imagine. Yeah, this is only a 4.5 advantage. I might actually just go for the underdog because the odds might be better here, but, um, or at least for the spread. Uh, but, yeah, Philadelphia, I think most of the time they win. I can't go against, Wa I can't go with Washington. I just don't trust them enough. Uh, this next game, I have Seattle beating Carolina. I think Seattle is going to win this absurdly, like, it's, this is going to be like a 20, 25 point victory. I know Seattle tends to lay off their, like, foot, uh, sorry, yeah, lay off their foot on the pedal towards the end of games, but after losing last week, I think Seattle just wants to dominate. So, um, Seattle, uh, for the victory, yeah. I'm picking Oakland over Jacksonville. Oakland is in the playoff hunt. They're still fighting for it, and Jacksonville is kind of all but out. And they don't have any momentum going, so if this time, if, if there's a time for Gruden to show up and get his team inspired, this is it. I think this is the week that they're going to flip on the switch. Same with Cleveland. I actually think Arizona wins this half the time. Um, but I'm picking Cleveland only because of the advantage of them, or them being in the playoff hunt. And the Cleveland does actually win some close games. Uh, they... they win their fair share of games that they're pretty close in. They've lost some too, but um, nothing really seems to keep this team down, despite their 2-6 and six start. They're still, they're 6-7. and seven. They're well in the playoff hunt. Uh, and they just need to win out to have a decent chance. So, um, Cleveland can't afford to lose. They're, but they're on it, and they're facing a non-playoff team, so I gotta stick with Cleveland here. Um, picking Minnesota over the Chargers. I think the Chargers uh, can win if their offense stays lit, but Minnesota is still one of the hottest teams. I know they, I know they lost one somewhere in the middle, um, but I, I've shown like last week they just keep scoring. You just like Kirk Cousins is dialed in. The defense is showing up. The running game's there. They're owning all aspects of the game, uh, and they are they want that one seed. So uh, yeah, so I can't imagine Minnesota losing this. Uh, the next game I have the Los Angeles Rams beating the Dallas Cowboys, and the only reason why I have them beating them is. Well, it's simple. It's just the fact that uh, Dallas is just lollygagging until next week. Like they can, they, Dallas can probably. I think I'm pretty sure I'm right about this one. I'm gonna double check right now. I'm gonna look at the standings, but I'm pretty sure Dallas can lose a game here. Yeah, they're both six and seven. <laughs> so both teams are six and seven. Dallas can lose this game. Philadelphia can win. And then in the next week, all Dallas has to do is just win the next game. I mean, they just got to win two games. That's all Dallas needs to do is just win two games. So, uh, and they would have rather, technically, they could only win one. They only need to win one. All they have to do is have Philadelphia lose next week, and then Dallas um, just beat them. Just, be, just beat them out. So, uh, Dallas, this is actually a pretty low, low risk Dallas game. Uh, for the Rams, are like they need the they need the win. So. The Rams are going to be all about it. Dallas is probably not. And I wonder what the point advantage here is. One? Wow. It, that is... That's interesting. Uh, that is a steal. Um, now, Rams are a slight favorite, but I think they're going to, they're going to dominate. Uh, next game, I have Atlanta beating the 49ers. And I am... This is my logic, and this is probably... This is a low... This is like a... I'll tell you right now. There is a 25% chance that Atlanta wins this game. I'm thinking I'm living in a universe or whatever simulation that has Atlanta winning this one. Uh, mainly because 
Atlanta just wins on the road, one, against super strong teams. Two, San Francisco came out of a thriller against the uh, New Orleans Saints, and I feel like they might just be exhausted here. Um, and taking that into account, I think... I mean, I think it's going to be... I think this is going to be a coin flip of a game. So whatever the spread is this game is 11. Yeah. Whatever that spread is, do have it towards Atlanta. That's the way I see it, in case you're... That spreads, but... Uh, I think Atlanta crushes the spread. I think this is probably going to be between a three and five, like a three and six point game with Atlanta either driving towards the end or San Francisco scoring at the end uh, to, you know, increase their lead. But it's going to be a super close game at the very end. So, and I think this is the time where Atlanta actually might get a victory here. Uh, Atlanta keeps trying hard. They don't mind playing spoiler. San Francisco has stuff to lose, but um, they just might be physically exhausted. Uh, next game. Pittsburgh uh, versus Buffalo. I picked Pittsburgh to win against Buffalo. This is actually not a slight against Buffalo. Uh, this is actually, I would, if if Pittsburgh was not um, in the playoff hunt where they are, uh, I would have gone for Buffalo. But I, but the coaching of Pittsburgh, they've done more with less. Buffalo has just been amazing on their defense and their offensive uh, you know, prowess has been improving every game. But I think this is where it stops here for Buffalo. Um, they've shown that they can play against, uh, I think they faced Baltimore last week, I forget. I know, I'm sorry guys, but um, but they've shown that they can hang and play. So uh, I'm not trying to do like the transit of property here where Buffalo should beat Pittsburgh based off of like the strength of common opponents or something like that. But uh, I do think Pittsburgh um, just wins. I mean, they're just a gritty team. And I just think at the end, like it's, this is game's going to come down to the end and uh, Duck has been, uh, yeah, Duck Hodges has been pretty good. I've made note of him, like, ever since he came in, um, backing up Mason Rudolph. And he seems to be doing well, or, you know, well enough. I, don't, I think Buffalo might cause him a little bit of trouble as teams are starting to adapt around him. Uh, might be too little too late, though, as we head, to the, head towards the playoffs. Um, but we will see. So Pittsburgh, I have them winning. And then the last game, Monday Night Football, I have New Orleans Saints beating the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have a 2% chance to win, or sorry, t sorry, 2% of the picks have been distributed to Indianapolis. I think the Colts actually win this like 40% of the time. This is not going to be as shellacking as what people are expecting. Uh, the Colts are a team that actually, they tend to stay in a lot of their games and they can score. It's just, uh, it just depends on the defense that they're facing and I don't know how strong New Orleans' defense is. Uh, I mean, I can easily look right now. <laughs> I say easily and I'm like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it right now. So. Uh, the last several games that I like to look at trends, they've given up 46 points, they've given up 18 points, 31 points, 17 points, 26 points, and then the Cardinals were, Cardinals were the weakest team that they faced um, when their defense uh, showed up because they faced the strong Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons, so uh, yeah, I think this is probably going to be a shootout if you were to ask me. This would, this would certainly be like a 30-30 plus shootout in my opinion what I'm seeing and I just think <laughs> I just think uh, yeah I just I just think that the Colts might squeak it out but I'm picking New Orleans just for the probability yeah they're definitely gonna win they're not definitely but they're high chance to win but I don't think it's as big as a as a discrepancy between uh, other teams what I'm uh, sorry as big as a discrepancy is what other uh, people are thinking and I am, like, word-flubbing all over the place today. It's nuts. But, guys, that is it. So to recap all of my picks, Baltimore, New England,
Tampa, Green Bay, Tennessee, Denver, Miami, Philadelphia, Seattle, Oakland, Cleveland, Minnesota, the Rams, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Nolens. Now, let's talk about upset picks. So, if you're unfamiliar with the NFL upset picks, this is slightly different than the NFL pickums. I go on either Bovada or a couple online uh, sports books, and I'll look at the money lines for each game of the NFL. And based off what I talked about with my picks, I try to give a decent percentage of the time that I believe that this team will win relative to um, the money that's being paid out. So, for example, let's use last week for example. Okay, uh, I picked the Broncos to win. Um, they were plus 375, which means for every dollar I put in, if they win, I get my dollar back plus $3.75. Okay, so despite me, so I can lose three or four times with other picks, with, you know, um, picking underdogs. But all I need to do is win one of these, um, as long as it makes sense mathematically, at least in my head, then I will come out ahead throughout the season. So right now, as of this year, after last week, I was 1 for 4 last week with a total record of 9 and 28, which means I am 19, I've lost 19 more times than I've won. Don't fret. See, the, the, the wonder of these underdog picks is that you need, all you need to do is win a few of these to either break even or come out ahead. And my goal was to show you guys, if I keep doing this throughout the season, I will come out ahead. But last week, or I should say two weeks ago, it was looking pretty, pretty shysty as uh, after week 12, I was minus 9.1 units. Then after uh, winning uh, the last winning two, two games on week 13, I was down to minus 4.6 units. Then week 14, which was last week, I picked the Broncos to win. So I got 3.75 units. I picked the Bills to win. Did not happen. I picked the Skins to win. Uh, if they had the onside kick, that would have been a closer game. But that was actually a pretty close game. I'm not upset about that pick. I made, uh, I picked the Broncos to win. That was a plus 375. And I told you guys, I told you the Bills, and I'm pretty sure the Broncos were like more picks that were less so value, but like me to actually believe in that they could win-win. This, this, <laughs> the Washington Redskins um, was a plus 560. That was a value pick. I think they they would win that less. They, they win more than 20% of the time, which would make it mathematically possible. Uh, I picked the Lions to win plus 535. That was that was more of a pot shot. I need to stop doing that. That was a bad pick. Even though I thought it was a value pick, I think that was a bad pick in hindsight. Then I picked the Jags at plus 149. Uh, that was a bad pick too. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with like the Jags and like these plus 150 or lower picks. But um, but that said, I was one and four. But the fact that I had a uh, plus, or sorry, a, a 3.75 win. Um, yeah, plus 375 win with the Broncos. Took my total from uh, minus 4.6 units for the week 13. Um, after four, after week 14, my total units is now minus 4.85. So I only lost a quarter of a unit. And if you guys aren't familiar with units, units are a denomination that could be either off of a bankroll. So most uh, sports bettors use a percentage. So one unit is technically 1% of their bankroll. And other people use uh, other denominations. It could be a $10, $20, $40, whatever you feel comfortable with. But as long as it's consistent, then it's easier to track. So uh, without further ado, I am hopping on my bookie and uh, betonline.ag. I use both these sites to do uh, sports betting. And 
I also use this as a good way to find the best lines for you. That <laughs> sounds so corny, but it's true. Uh, you know, I, I like to try to maximize my income, not my income, but like my profits if it's possible. So I'm just going to go down the list of the, ga of the games I see and any, any money line that makes sense, I will point out to you in real time. So starting with tomorrow's game, uh, the New York Jets against the Baltimore Ravens. The Jets are plus 625, and the spread is plus 15. Uh, I'm a little bit wary on the plus 625 for the New York Jets, obviously, but in the same vein, uh, it is a Thursday night game, and generally Thursday night games, uh, they're ten they tend to be crapshoots. And this might be like a 40-0 to zero game uh, in Baltimore Ravens' favor. And I don't think the Baltimore Ravens actually uh, give up touchdowns either. So the 625 line, I'm a little bit hesitant. I might circle back on that one, but I'm not for Gaga about it. The next game, I have the Philadelphia Eagles minus 210, and then the Washington Redskins are plus 175. Uh, I think the Redskins don't win enough to justify that, and the Eagles are kind of on a downturn, and it seems like Philadelphia might have actually adjusted for that, or, or, or the line adjusts for that. In the next game, the Chicago Bears are plus 180 uh, against the Packers. I think the Packers are going to get it. Packers are going to expose the Bears. Um, this game could be closer than what people are imagining because it is an NFC North matchup. So the spread is plus four and a half. I think uh, that's a little bit too much. Um, uh, no, actually, I, I think this is going to be about four, a three or four point victory from the Packers. Like best case, assuming they win. Uh, eh, no, not, not feeling that one. The Bengals. Okay, so here, here's something that's interesting here. The Bengals are plus 350 compared to the Patriots. So I ask myself, are the Bengals more likely to beat the Patriots than the Jets are to beat the Ravens? Bengals are the worst team in the NFL facing kind of a top five team. The Jets are kind of like a bottom 10 team facing a top one team. Uh, and the odds are almost double, like you're getting. So I'm almost leaning towards the Jets, um, depending on how the rest of the, the, rest of the uh, teams play out. Houston is a, Houston is an underdog. I didn't think they'd be that much of an underdog. Um, they're plus 130. Those odds aren't good enough for me. The Carolina Panthers plus 210 against the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to shellac them. They're going to come back uh, with a strong game. Uh, here's an interesting one. I mentioned this last week. Um, and same this week is that the Denver Broncos are plus 375 against the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think that I don't think Denver wins us a majority of the time. I do think Denver, I believe I said this wins, I think, 40 or 35% of the time. Even if I were to be a, even if I were a stickler and I said the Broncos win 25% of the time, like based on their offense and even though they're playing away, uh, I just think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. And Denver's defense might actually slow Kansas City down enough. And if, and, and if Denver does have a shot towards the end of the game, I actually do trust Kansas City to blow it. Um, mainly not just, not on physical play, but more of coaching. Uh, and time management, and Denver might capitalize. So that's kind of how I have it in my head, which means this game is almost feels like it's a 50-50 um, towards the end, assuming that they do what they're supposed to. Um, regardless, the game as a whole, I do think Denver, at worst, wins 25% of the time, which makes this a profitable play. So I'm actually going to be locking in this first one is the Denver Broncos plus 375, just like last week. So, And there might be better lines on another site, but I'll, I'll verify that later for you guys. So Broncos 375 is my first uh, underdog pick. And looking at the next one, 
uh, let's see, Miami Dolphins are plus 160 against the Giants. Uh, that is probably worth taking, too, for a plus 160. Uh, I'll, I'll circle back to that one, though. Uh, Bills are plus 100 against the Steelers. Wow, I didn't know the Bills were an underdog against the Steelers. Uh, I would at least give Bills some credit, but at least make it like an even matchup. Uh, but plus 100, eh, not good enough. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Jacksonville has just gotten nothing going offensively, and I don't think that's going to change. If they've, if they've shown any defense or say, any offense or even some defense confidence, I would be more apt to pick them. Um, but I feel like that's just a bit of a stretch for me to pick. Um, but in the same vein, like Oakland can just play down their opponent. So this might be like a one out of three. One out, yeah, one out of three. This makes it kind of close. Um, not a super big profitable play. I might go back to that one. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if I, if I can find better odds. Uh, Cardinals plus 125, no dice. The Atlanta Falcons over San Francisco 49ers. I said this before. Uh, the Falcons probably have a 25% chance to win. Like, I, I just think it's going to be shootout. It's going to be nuts. Uh, plus 405 is more than enough for me to make, make that a profitable choice, at least how I see it long term. So I'm going to put the Falcons as a plus 405. Plus 405. And I'm not just trying to find, like, the the huge long shots here, because, I mean, some of them are long shots. Like, the Jets are a long shot, but I can't justify picking that one. Uh, next game, the Rams. Or my, the Cowboys are plus 105. I'm, I'm going to skip that. The Chargers are plus 120 against the Vikings. How are the Vikings, minus, like, minus 3? That line is messed up. I think the Vikings are going to wreck the Chargers. I almost want to pick the 140 and just bet more on it. But um, And then the last game, Monday night. Monday night, so this is an interesting one. The Monday night game. The Colts, desperate for a playoff spot. Try, you know, try to, try to stay in the playoff hunt. The Saints are dominating, but... Uh, I, I feel that Indianapolis is a team that always sticks, like, they stay around long enough uh, that they might do damage. So even though it's a plus 335, I don't... I, I, I still think they win this enough to make it profitable. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to do the Colts plus 335 as well. So I'm going to do Colts. Plus three, three, five, and then any other line that might look juicy if I look long enough. Uh, let's see here. Not the Cardinals. Not the Jaguars. No, not at all. Uh, the Dolphins is plus one sixty. The Dolphins plus one sixty is a sneaky decent one. Uh, I've been burned by the Dolphins before though, so don't don't trust me. Um, the Panthers could win, but I don't I don't like that line. Okay, so the only the only other game that I think would sound potentially good for odds wise is the is the Dolphins so I'm looking on a bet online right now and the Dolphins line is plus 165 compared to the plus 160 on my bookie so actually the plus 165 on bet online is I think good enough I think this is like a 4060 which should justify the plus 165 line so I'm going to be picking that so uh, Dolphins plus 165 and then I'm going to see if I can find better odds for the Broncos, Falcons, and Colts games here right now. So, Broncos was plus 375 on the other site, and they are plus 380 here. So yeah, that's a better that's a better one. So plus 380. Then Falcons and Colts. 
plus 405 and plus 335 respectively. Falcons and Colts. The Falcons are plus 400. Amazing. And the Colts. They are plus 330. So compared to that, yeah, so Falcons are plus, again, I said 405 compared to 400. Okay, so I actually have the best odds overall on the other side. So to recap, Broncos plus 380, Falcons plus 405, Colts plus 335, Dolphins plus 165. Now, I'm not trying to go for, again, all the long shots, except I feel like the Broncos actually have a legit shot of winning. I think the Falcons can get into a shootout uh, with them and actually might have a 50-50 chance to win towards the end of the game and about 25% chance to win overall, so I think that's a profitable pick. The Colts are plus 335. I just think this might be a sleeper week for the New Orleans Saints, and, and Colts are going to try a lot harder. I think their 11-point spread is way too much. So a lot of these, if you don't even want to pick the underdog for the money line, I highly suggest at least considering going for um, going for the spread, uh, you know, having them cover the spread or beat the spread. That's all I can say. And then Dolphins, it's just a 50-50, and they're giving me plus 165, so, uh, or, you know, like a 60-40, and it's still profitable. So that's how I uh, see it. And since I'm minus 4.85, all I really, really need to do this week is just uh, win, like win two of these, and I'm almost break-even for the most part. So um, if I win, like, the Falcons and Broncos, I'm coming out ahead. If I win the Dolphins and Broncos or Dolphins and Colts, I'm pretty much break-even as well. We'll see how it goes. Uh, the last three weeks, I've won at least three of these, so I've been grinding my way back um, after that horrible mid-season stretch of week 11 and 12. So there you have it, guys. Hopefully this was not too ridiculous, and it's always ridiculous. What am I talking about? But hopefully you're able to fall asleep. I know I felt like a little bit out there this week, and I don't know why. I just It's hard for me to imagine. Um, maybe it's just I'm trying to find that specific schedule overall but as usual i always appreciate you guys taking your time to listen whether if you're trying to fall asleep or if you're just not even listening listening but you're just using my voice to help you fall asleep in the background hopefully i'm able to provide some sort of value and i'm super appreciative of the thousands of downloads now holy cow it's blowing my mind um even last week just like i couldn't even imagine getting like 10 downloads a week and i'm getting like 10 times more and even more so, it, 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 I don't know, it, it blows my mind. Um, and again, if you like the podcast, or you're just interested in keeping up with the news um, with the podcast, feel free to go on Twitter. Twitter's probably the best bet for me to actually respond. Uh, Facebook, uh, I get notifications on it as well. And of course, you can subscribe to YouTube, but um, I'm definitely going to, I definitely will respond back to emails, which is sent to, uh, send it to droolishpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any ideas or suggestions or feedback, I'm always down to listen. Uh, I try to at least change things up with this podcast, and hopefully, the more I, uh, you know, you know, uh, not just record this podcast, but the more content I produce, I'll have uh, more and better ideas, and, and make this uh, podcast a lot more uh, immersive, uh, hopefully, for you guys. So, hopefully, you guys take care and dream easy. <laughs>